0: Listening to Hebrew Nation Radio, a division of Torah to the nation. Deborah, time to go back. To okay. Oh,
1: all right. Well, let's see. All right, we <laughs> we are on the air, I believe. And so, uh, sorry about that. We kind of got sidetracked a little bit, mm-hmm. and we are back now on the morning program. And well, wow, we are just uh, blessed to have Dina Die on the program this morning, yes, and yes. so we we were so engrossed in everything that that she's talking about. And Dina, we were talking a little bit earlier about the Justice Department. So before we leave, I wanted to make sure um, that you're able to to address that somewhat.
0: Yeah, so you know we're looking at the Justice Department and we're freaking out. You know, I had high hopes for the new FBI director and and the uh, CIA director Gina Haspel, and Christopher Ray at FBI, and of course Barr as AG. And and we're just watching this thing and we're all scratching our heads and getting frustrated because of course the Durham report didn't come out and now we see that uh, Ray and Haspel are just sitting on intelligence that uh, that could be declassified that the president wants out there. And they're not doing anything. So it's just more of the coup going on. Of course, the Russian hoax, the greatest coup in the history of the United States that makes Watergate look like a a tea party. But the reality is, I think that the intelligence services in their arrogance have thought that they run the country for a very long time. So in uh, World War II, of course, we, we were a little behind the eight ball before we got involved. But we had something called the OSS, which was the Office of Strategic Services. It wasn't formed until 1942. And it really was our very first um, sort of independent intelligence agency. We did, of course, have the FBI. They were involved in espionage before that. But this, this whole network of spies comes to bear in, in around that time. Now, there was a gal, I read a book, um, I can't think of the name of the book right now, of course, but uh, it was about a woman named Virginia Hall. She wanted to uh, work with the Americans because she was from Maryland, but she ended up working with MI6 and um, the executive, uh, the EOS, I believe it was in in England, and went to France and basically was a one-woman show. She started the French Resistance. She is She is single-handedly responsible for starting the resistance in France. And she ended up working with, uh, obviously, the the Brits, but then with the American Intelligence Services. When she came back, like she was the heroine of of World War II in a lot of respects, she went back to work for the OSS, which became the CIA, I believe it was 1947. And she was just sandbagged in the CIA because she is, after all, a woman. So most of the officers in the, the CIA, I mean, in OSS at that time, were all graduates of a university, Harvard, Yale, et cetera, pompous windbags, all of them. None of them were kind of blue collar, you know, working in the trenches. And they just thought they knew everything. And our CIA was founded with those people. Most of them were lawyers. OK, and that's why. So understanding that's how we be, that's how our intelligence services be, began, and uh, I think it was Harry, uh, Harry Truman. He, after he had, had seen this form, he regretted ever putting it together. And so this, the CIA was supposed to be this, the peacetime intelligence agency. And you have to understand that it is a direct descendant of the, the military or par, paramilitary component of the OSS. And really the corruption goes all the way back there. Like these guys in the early years in the late forties were lazy and they didn't, they didn't do much. And I, you know, they were not what you would call, I mean, you think of these spies infiltrating and finding out all this information. No, they just sat at their desks. Okay. So the bureaucracy grew large in the intelligence service and they became very um, comfortable in in their corruption and so now the cia goes to work with you know covert operations etc and infiltrates itself you know into probably areas we would be shocked at and i don't want to get into the minutia of that but basically from then on the cia operated like a mafia crime family and so here we are today we have 17 intelligence agencies that have been corrupted So because they were never held to account for anything, because they were subversive, they worked behind the scenes, nobody knew what they were doing. And when General Flynn was going to be appointed NSA, he had already declared he was going in and he was cleaning it up, cleaning up the corruption and the budgets. And they freaked out because they didn't have any oversight from anybody for decades under any president. In fact, they controlled every president. Um, You figure they probably had stuff on every president. And so how hard was it, you know, to control them? So Flynn was like the biggest, uh, you know, he was going to upend their entire network. And so they had to get rid of him. And I think things really came to a head in terms of corruption and uh, compromise by the time we get to the Obama administration. And so but the models really go back to. Uh, late 40s especially uh, through the period of the of the Vietnam War and they you know they were doing coups all over the place like these guys are legendary at coups so how hard was it to do a coup against the president right right and the other thing is that Trump hasn't gotten us into a war so basically the war machine which is the CIA and Lord knows what else and all these uh, people working in in our government that have access that, you know, work, uh, you know, under the radar, they're starving for money because there's no the war machine's been shut down. So all that money, massive amounts of money for weapons and everything else. So they're starving for money. So he has stepped all over their fiefdom. And so this is the pushback, you know, and they got to get rid of them. And this is where we find ourselves. Mm. Wow. Mm. yeah so the fbi's got leverage over them you know who knows what information i mean they have known about biden for you know probably a decade and they have covered it up on purpose because if he is in office they got control they don't have leverage over trump (laughs) so you know And then, of course, all our enemies have all this information on the Biden family. Now, you know, the Chinese and and now the latest is Kazakhstan. My -hmm. gosh, I mean, how how much deeper and thicker can it get? So this has all shown us what we've become and who we are and the forces that are arrayed against us. So, of course, the intelligence services um, and what the new director of the national intelligence, Ratcliffe, came out and said you know none of this has anything to do with Russia so they keep going back to their old playbook because that's who they're involved with I mean recently Putin came out and said that the Democrats were basically communists like right from the horse's mouth <laughs> so right sick. right uh, this is where we find ourselves and so again we have to really pray and of course we've got the big cartel um uh again the big tech cartel against us manipulating the election and uh you know we heard from a guy named epstein robert epstein he he was in a hearing before the senate i don't remember exactly when that was but he warned us that this is what's going to happen that the big tech were going to manipulate voters on a scale unmatched nothing that we've seen ever and that easily they could take upwards of 10 million votes depending on how aggressive their techniques are so Uh, we, we, the deplorables, the, uh, we, the people have everything arrayed against us. However, (laughs) this is where we have our father who art in heaven. And this is whom we seek, you know, if he will extend mercy to us just for a little while longer, maybe we can get our act together. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we know he, who he is, who can, you know, he can, he can change anything, but he is asking for a people, an obedient people who show their allegiance and their um, loyalty to him and are willing to put away their own desires and their own self-interest to, you know, for the, for the interest of those in the country that need us. Right. Well, do you think that this was going on
1: during the Reagan
0: administration too, as far as the Justice Department's concerned? Yeah, I absolutely do. Because there, he had a lot of deep staters uh, in his, in his uh, administration as well. Now, whether he knew it or not, I don't know. I mean, sometimes, so for example, it was Chris Christie that uh, encouraged the president to um, nominate Ray and Haspell both of which are complete disasters. So, mm-hmm. you know, there were there were numbers of of um I would guess intelligence uh I can't I don't even remember was it uh Lou who was the FBI uh director under Reagan? It's at the tip of my tongue. Cannot yeah, think of it. But you have to understand the FBI they got they got the goods on everybody and mm-hmm. they just they can use it to their, you know, own benefit.
2: Mhm
1: right right so we need we need particularly during this time you know i've heard s- several prophecies regarding after the election one way or the other that we're going to be in for a civil war and in fact i think we already are in the midst of one mm-hmm. and we we're not really recognizing it as such yet
0: but well i don't it, think it's going to look like you know 1860 right but we are definitely Two We are not one people, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you have a revolutionary arm that will use violence in every instance to overthrow the American system. And then you've got the, you know, what we would call the patriots. So I don't know how I don't know how this plays out. I mean, but, I'm still shaking my head going, why on earth did we not step in day one in Portland and put that thing down? How do we let that go on for a hundred plus days. I understand federalism. I understand the governors and national, I I understand all that, but no country on planet earth would allow that to happen. And then we had generals like Mattis and our chief joint chiefs coming out against Trump and saying, you know, we can't do that or, you know, whatever negative thing that I'm just going, this coup is huge and it's everywhere. And so, You know, we do what we can in our communities and in our, you know, our little world. But we have got to pray that, the you know, the Father would move on all this, expose it, and that something will be done. And those who are responsible, held accountable. We need to see a lot of people in orange. Right. Right.
2: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what... Gets people discouraged because we were were supposed to come out and we were supposed to hear the Durham report, we were supposed to hear, and then Barr was was being ridiculed and and whatever, but none of this has come out yet. And this has got, there has got to be justice done. And this is what we're not seeing. And people thinking, how, yeah, you can, we can talk all we want and say this is not right. And if it was Trump's children or whatever. But the thing is, there is injustice, terrible injustice.
0: Yeah, my husband says we should call it the Department of Injustice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. probably, true. I think it coined it pretty well. Yeah. Well, let me just say, we don't have a lot of time left, but I think the first thing we need to do is re- we need to recognize we're in a war. Okay, yes. now, not a typical war. We're not going out and shooting people. Um, and we still operate under the values of the kingdom of heaven, but we are, you know, we have an enemy and we need to recognize the enemy and we need to strategize on how to defeat the enemy. And of course the Bible can be a playbook in that, you know, how, how we're supposed to, um, how we function in our communities, how we act, how we treat others, how, you know, what we do, but this isn't going away. Okay. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of years where we just sat back and everything was good and we could go out, make money and, you know, do it in the American way, but that's over. And so, yes, we live on, we, you know, we have a family, we got we're responsible for our communities and all that and we do whatever we got to do, but we have to recognize the battle that we're fighting. And we are fighting a tyrant. This is this is tyranny that we are facing in our own country from within. Yeah. And if Israel could do it through you know centuries and millennia, then so can we because God is the one that will fight the battle for us. But we got to be on the field, right.
1: Right, right, right. And wow, that is so key too is prayer. Uh, you know, it, the the Jonathan Khan, um, uh, the return. And the, you know, all of that, we have to humble ourselves and be praying as well as, you know, I, I always think of Nehemiah, you know, he had, he was, you know, praying and, and at the same time, you know, he was working and had a sword on his side and, you know, to rebuild. And, and it's kind of like, that's where we're at right now. We, we've got to rebuild and, uh, but we have to fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good analogy.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Right. But yeah, I mean, I have never, I I know you guys feel exactly the same way and all of our listening audience pretty much, I'm sure, feels the same way. I never would have believed even 20 years ago that this would be, that America would be turning on itself.
2: Yes, yeah you yeah. know,
1: and like in the Justice Department, and that's what I was talking about earlier in the program, you know, Stephen and I've talked about it often, you know, we had no idea how deep the swamp was, exactly. how, how corrupt, you know, every, at every level it yeah. is.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I don't even have words for how deep, how wide and how corrupt it all is, but you have to understand the amount of money that the the ju- the intelligence services oversee is staggering. Right. And these people are, you know experts on siphoning it off. I mean, it's all about enriching themselves. I suppose the rank and file, you know I know there's r- good rank and file FBI agents. I know one myself. and i don't I can't imagine the frustration for them watching their leadership, you know, yes. just taking the nation down. And, you know, maybe they need to rise up, too. And I know how difficult, you know, you're a whistleblower in that environment. You pretty well lost your job. Right. Um, it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we can't, you know, regardless, we're not the first and we won't be the last. And so, you know, if like I said, if Israel, they lived in that kind of corrupt environment, for, you know, a long time, and this is what, you know, we may as well, uh, you know, we, we need to look to how they coped with it, how did they deal with it, how did they draw near to their God, how did their God move in their community, all those things. The right. love is with
2: us. and power is, is just corrupted. Love of money and power. Yeah, for sure. Right, right. Yeah. Well, all the, and actually all the
1: Hebrew scriptures are pretty much based upon tyranny. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah conquering the tyrannical powers and also being conquered by tyrannical powers when they advocated uh their spiritual positions
0: right right and i mean you know this is what's unique about our god and our king messiah because he was not corrupted he doesn't operate the way the world operates in the way tyrants operate One of the things I tell people in the ancient world, you know, the king's throne was in the temple of the God, and he basically never left that sphere. I mean, he surrounded himself with the political and ruling class. But yet here was Yeshua who walked among his people as king. Can you I don't even think we can process that. Like the king is in their midst. And these are people that have no voice. And no influence at that time. Obviously, there were some with influence, but you know what I'm saying. These, these are the lame and the broken, and you know the marginalized. And of all of those, that's who he came to rule and reign over. And he was in their midst, and he walked among them, and he healed them, and he set them free. Uh, and so, that's who our God is. He sent his King to be with his people his covenant people and you know not to sit in the halls of power
1: right right well and not to uh, just make his family and his relatives rich rich and that's what you know they're uh, uncovering with joe biden right now you know not only his son Biden, but the other members of his family as well, and even his brother, who is was uh, had a construction contract in the Middle East and became right, in
0: Iraq, a, yeah in Iraq yeah
1: yeah became a billion a,
0: dollar contract
1: yeah yeah and so that's what it's about for them is making like you were saying building this elite class and then the poor middle class suffers
0: yeah. The middle class will suffer that the middle class has been decimated in Venezuela. And that's what will happen here. So we're, you know, this is a call. Let's not get discouraged. Let's not throw up our hands. Let's not do anything at the very least go vote. (coughs) Uh, And your, your choice is between tyranny and freedom. It's not between two, you know, personalities that you don't like. It's for the very survival of America. And by extension, The very survival for the world because America's values have, you know, poured into the world, change other countries and people look to us as the beacon of light on the hill and the money that we've sent, you know, to other places to help those people. So we have a giant obligation here. And again, if if we if the father sees fit and is merciful to us and we have, you know, four years of at least (laughs) some order out of the chaos, then now, then we go to work and we, we rebuild during the period in which it looks like things are somewhat peaceful. I don't know if they will be, you know, I don't know what's ahead, but you understand our obligation here. Right. Right.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely
1: right. And, and uh, Miriam, you wanted us to uh, make sure that we mentioned to pray for the president tomorrow during the debate.
2: yes yes yes. and for frustration levels and whatever they said now we already know the person who's the moderator who's here is uh we've seen the influence of this person is and they're going to mute the mics
0: right right that and they cut off his ability to talk about foreign policy where he has just been magnificent yes yes so now
2: they're talking about climate control and i don't know what else you know and uh so it's it's very sad, but we we need to pray and you can see with all of us he did not ask for this job and and I mean he 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 didn't seek this at first all the things that people were saying against him. I really do believe he loves this country and he loves the people despite all the little narcissistic ways that my like like Dina said, we are not voting. For a person, we are voting, our very lives in our country are at stake with this. And so we do, if you will, you know, all join us in prayer for tomorrow night. And that this will be, I don't even know how to say it, but have some fairness and some truth come about.
0: Right, right. Well, how would you like to close, uh, Dina? Okay, uh, I know this was a. We covered a lot of ground, but I just want people to be encouraged that your voice counts, your vote matters. Um, I want you to take control of your community and lead the way out of this mess.
2: You can do it.
0: We can do it. Amen. Yes.
2: Have a great week. His light now shines, the darkness must flee. The darkness must flee from the living word. His light now shines, the darkness must flee. Yeshua
0: is the light of the